This is William Tincup, and we are broadcasting live from Sherm in Las Vegas at the Accurate Booth. And Deb's with me today. We're going to talk a little bit about her world. Deb, would you do me a favor and introduce yourself? Sure. I'm Debbie McGrath, CEO of HR.com. I've been doing this job for 23 years. I've been to Sherm for like 32 years. Someone asked me that earlier. They said, how many years ago? I'm just stop counting. I stop. <laughs> I just, I, it's at only so many cities because so many cities can handle this type of conference. But you're not going to a bunch of different cities. So it's okay. Orlando, Chicago. San Diego, New Orleans, Vegas. That's about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. HR.com, you've you had a vision for that when you first started. How are you doing how are you doing with reaching your vision and expanding your vision and making HR.com the destination that it is? The reality is everybody needs a sense of belonging community more than ever, especially with COVID. And I think we can amplify that with an online presence and more people turn to digital media to get advice, help connections so so things are are going well in terms of the community and the reach we're still predominantly u.s based but have members from all over the world but like global practices are so unique in every country and it would be really hard for an organization of our size to say that we're an expert in hr all over the world right just really focus on the u.s and it's not just hr y'all do some great work in talent acquisition and all the specialties of HR as well. Yeah, we, we define HR as more than like people who are in talent acquisition, compensation, right. benefits, organizational development, learning and development, so all different areas, right. including payroll. Right. It's a very big space that needs coverage. In your relationship with Sherm through the years, what is, what's your relationship currently with Sherm? We're a large cert prep provider. So we train a lot of people that go through our cert prep classes to become SHRM or HRCI certified. Oh, wow. We've supported them at the various conferences throughout the years. It's not a bad relationship. Yeah, yeah. We're competitive in certain ways. I think they would say we're not, but but we are. Yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> but because you do the certifications as well, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's fantastic. All right. So I want to ask you more or less three questions around screening and just your vantage point or your opinion maybe with some of the things you've seen with your practitioners. It's all at the intersection of screening or background checks, right? So first one is around global. So again, we live in a new world where talent can be anywhere, so that's fantastic. How does one go about doing background checks for global employees, somebody in Vietnam or somebody that's elsewhere? How do they go about doing that? I think it's very hard for them. And I think many times they go through what we would call in the U.S. like a PEO or an employer of record in those countries, and they assume that those employer of records are doing those in the countries. But it's not a common practice in many other countries. So right. um, Some of it might be against the law. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's, I hadn't thought about the PEO, the global PEOs or payroll providers. That's a really good, that's a really good point because mm-hmm. uh, they do a lot of services stuff around, around mm-hmm. expats. Okay, so the second question is around remote. So similar question, but we went through the pandemic. God bless us, we're on the other side of it, I hope. So remote employees, you've got remote employees, you've had remote employees, so don't you? So how do we think about remote in terms of an experience? It's like we've grown up in an era where background checks are just normal. In In the U.S. market. In in the U.S. market, thank Mm -hmm. you, Mm -hmm. thank you. Actually, I want to ask you to take on Canadian market as well. Mm -hmm. But it's just kind of a normal thing. You hire someone, you're going to take them through. But how do you, how have we rethought that with remote hires? And then I'll, I do want to get your take on Canada as well. I don't think we rethought that 
for remote in the U.S., right? It's still a necessary part of the hiring process. So I don't think there should be any change based on where they work. Right. Yeah, you might have some nuanced things with employment laws in certain states or something like that. But other than that, you still got to do a background check. So in Canada, how is, how is that screening? Have you seen, is it, what's the differences between screening in Canada and screening in the U.S.? Not as common at all. Really? Oh, that's fascinating. Here it's, here it's very much a necessary evil. Yes. Right? In Canada, it's an optional advantage. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I did not know that. You know, there's all these facts out there about how many people lie on their resume. We don't have that problem in Canada. <laughs> no. You don't because you have nice people and, and a culture that's, that doesn't facilitate that. Maybe uh, it's just also so small that people would be able to call you out on it or yeah. no. Right? Yeah, all the folks that I've known from all over Canada, it's just they're decent human beings first and then whatever the specialty and all that other stuff. If anything, they don't boast. I've not seen Canadians, especially in our space, that are boastful people. Very uh, humble. I wish we were all that way. <laughs> all right, so the last question is around the candidate experience. So one of the things that you and I have seen is that everything's got to get faster. Like yeah. somebody applies or whatever, it's got to get faster and faster. In the States especially, we still need to do background screens, background checks. How does that gel with candidate experience? Okay, everything's faster faster, but there's this thing that has to get done. Yeah, I think the background screening industry has really improved in the last couple of years in terms of facilitating like the turnaround time right. of these. But I'm starting to see some people having these records that can be certified yes. and go with the candidate. Yeah, it's <laughs> right? like a candidate portfolio. Yeah, yeah, like a global portfolio that you can take your background screening, your assessments with you, all of that sort of stuff. So an employer doesn't have to pay to do it again, but it's also gives the candidate feedback on what's good or bad about their resume or situation. If there's something they found in a background screening, maybe they can fix it if it's an issue. I've seen the same thing. I've also seen a movement towards giving the candidate a copy of that record. Yeah. Kind of like what we do in credit reports in the States is you get a copy. It's not just siloed off and in NHR, we've got a copy of your background check. It's like, hey, you get a copy. Mm -hmm. What else? What's you? So what is, we're here, it's June. What's the rest of the year look like for you? I think for the TA community, we've been through the worst of it. Yeah. It's been a rough nine months for these people. Yep. Uh, there's a record number of sourcing, talent acquisition people in transition. But I do believe we're starting to see a lot of large RFPs, a lot of people coming back to hiring. They're not going to go out there in public and just say, we just laid off 10,000 people last quarter, and now we're going to bring some back but they are actively starting to restaff and regroup, but they're also resetting the organization for more of a global footprint. Yep. And it, it's, it was needed, right? Yep. Things just got overpriced, out of demand. And I think if we look back on this period of time, these last nine months, one thing that we still haven't perfected and done great is we haven't prepared our line managers. The people who manage and train and work on productivity issues every single day with their staff, we haven't given them the tools to be successful. 100%, I couldn't agree with you more, because that's, especially as it relates to talent, it's not their job. Like, they have a job. And if we superimpose all these other things on top of them, and we don't give them any training. Well, but you're talking about the talent acquisition person that hires? I'm talking about the person no, I, who takes yeah, the yeah, hire. That's me too. I was thinking about the hiring manager, line manager. Yeah. They don't, like, they have a job. 
that's not talent related, but we put them in talent positions periodically and for a moment, you've got to hire a new software engineer or whatever the bid is, they're not great at asking interview questions because we haven't taught them. So it's all throughout, not just in recruiting, but all throughout. Yep. Thank you for your time. I know you're crazy busy, so I appreciate you. I appreciate you coming by the booth. Great. Well, thanks for doing the podcast live. It's exciting. Absolutely. Thanks. And thanks, everyone. And we're out.